This is the Night Owls Disc Golf Podcast. I'm Shane. And I'm JP. JP, how do you feel about candies? What kind of candies? Just candies. Like Werther's Originals? Like ah. Graham- <laughs> is that, that's what you go with. <laughs> no, <laughs> you start no, with that. No, but because I was talking, I had this conversation the other day at, at a coffee shop. We were talking about that. Someone was talking about sprinkling candies on top of like coffee or something, and they're like, "I was like, you mean like Werther's Originals, like what your grandparents would like give you, you know, when you go over to your yeah. house and like get stuck in your teeth and mm-hmm. that kind of thing." You know what's funny? You start a story after. Yeah, I was sitting in the coffee shop talking with my buddies, and and you're calling them out on being old for Werther's. Well, no, it, was, it wasn't. It wasn't my. It wasn't my buddies. It was oh. those two workers that were working oh. there or something. But um, yeah, uh, right. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like what I mean. I like. Candy bars more than probably like just candies though. Okay, like, like Snickers or M and M's or Skittles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like you go into the confectionery. Oh, what salt, are you going for? Like saltwater taffy. Really? That's it. Just the bathtub full of yeah, saltwater uh, well, taffy, and, and then just... like probably like root beer barrels or okay. fireballs. Maybe fireballs. I'm good with. Yeah. Um, like Sour Patch Kids. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what about lemon heads? Oh yeah, Big I like ones. yeah, I like lemon yeah. heads. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Jawbreaker, like uh, yeah, jaw, well, everlasting gobstoppers, mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. kind of yeah, mm-hmm. runts, the Wonka stuff, yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. All right. You know which ones I like? The blackberry and raspberry. You know they're like the blackberry. So they're oh, gummy I know what you're talking about little beads all yes. over. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Super yummy. I don't know. I don't know what those are. The most worthless candy in the world, undebatable, are dots. Not, oh. not like, not like the. Are you talking the ones that are like on the paper? Yeah, the ones that are on the paper. Yeah. <laughs> what? Worthless. Worthless. <laughs> like, like you peel them off and paper is still stuck to them. You're like, I'm not gonna put this in my mouth. Exactly. Exactly. I've seen, I've seen Malachi like pull them off and there's paper and he's just, you know, and you're like, don't taste great. No, I mean it's it's sugar. Yeah, sugar. Is there? I mean, is there a more worthless candy? Black licorice. Oh, <laughs> hush your face, <laughs> Mr. Root Beer Barrel. <laughs> Root beer is tasty. But the wood beer. Why is that hard? Why do I always have trouble the with words? Root beer barrels. I don't, I, I can't get them. Okay. Where I was going with this. If you need that pick me up on the course, what's the candy you're carrying? Oh, I, I've never really brought candy out onto the course with me. Really? Yeah, it's always. Usually like a cliff bar or some kind of power bar or something. Like I just that's all I was, Yeah. But if I I'd probably bring a Snickers bar or something, or maybe Whoopio Barrels. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how Malachi used to say because believe it or not, Malachi loves Rupert Barrels. Yeah. And that's how he used to say because he has um well, all kids, you know, yeah. they have a hard time with some of the dental words and things. Mm-hmm. It's so funny to listen to him say well, that. Maybe I like, uh, what is it, the uh, bottle caps. I'm a, yeah, I'm okay with bottle caps. Yeah. I'm okay they're with bottle of, caps. They're kind of weird, but they're like kind of chalky. You know? Yeah. Like, but yeah. I, That's like Neckos. Yes. Those are good. So I don't like the normal Neckos, like the colorful ones. Mm-hmm. They have the just chocolate ones or whatever color. They're cocoa Neckos. Okay. They're really good. Um, I am infamous for carrying on Jolly Ranchers. 
Oh, Jolly Ranchers. I love Jolly Ranchers, yeah, especially I, Cinnamon Fire or whatever it is. I, I save all mine that I get from Discmania. <laughs> You've been saving them? You must yeah. have a lot, actually. Quite a few. <laughs> they're, probably, they're probably still in the boxes, actually. Well, I, I think there is. I probably just take them out. Of, oh, for sure, in the black box. Yeah, in the black box. Yeah. And by the way, that we will be giving away really soon, so jump online, like, follow, share, do all that stuff, is uh, night underscore owl underscore pod. Yep. So... And you'll get that Jolly Rancher we're talking about. Because <laughs> yeah. it's still in the box. And there's a really cool glow-in-the-dark eagle man eagle pen. Oh, that's there, right. Too. Yeah, that's in there. I yeah. forgot about that. I didn't take that out when I took pictures of it. Yep. So, okay, so you're a bottle cap or woo beer barrels. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sounds awesome. I don't know why I can't say it. Root beer barrels. Nailed it. All right. What'd you buy? Thrower, hanger, or flipper? Well, I'm going to ask you first. Did you buy anything? <laughs> yes. Yes, Oh, I you did? did? Okay. Yes, I did. I bought a um three brand spanking new judges oh remember because i lost yeah did you hear where we found it no so um like four and a half feet away from the pin in that tree right behind it of what of on hole eight where we lost it remember you you were with me when i lost my judge was i really (laughs) you were my partner no I lied. You weren't. Okay. It was Cam. <laughs> okay. I was like, I don't remember that yeah. at all. Like so, I've, I know I've seen you lose many discs, but I don't remember that. that. Come on, I haven't lost that many. Mm. Yeah. I never get them back though. That's what I'm saying. It's the craziest thing. Like Jordan, every single disc comes back to him. If I lose a disc, I rarely get them back. Yeah. It's crazy. So, anyways, hole eight. There's that big turnover with the putter. Mm-hmm. I kind of scraped the limbs, and I was like, ah, oh, and I heard a like a tree hit. Yeah. Like, oh, it must have hit that right tree. So looked all over the place, all over the place. I was like, oh, it must have went into the that big scraggly bush on the right. All over the place, all over the place. Like two days in a row or two weeks in a row, I looked there. Oh, dang. Um, or no, it was the league and then the tournament I looked. Couldn't find it. It was in the bush right behind the basket, like four feet. I mean, honestly, like I could reach out and touch the, oh, you know, crazy. that little tree that's behind the basket. Yeah. yeah. So that's where it was. Cool. So, but I bought four brand new hand-eye supply, bright yellow judges, exact same <laughs> stamp, exact same, yeah. And it was, I bought those because it was the only one that we had three of the identical. Mm-hmm. So that's why, so I have cool. three brand new bright yellow judges. All right. The only reason I asked. Okay, so I did buy some. throwers, by the way. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> or so I did not buy anything until today. Oh, okay. <laughs> really? What? Okay, so. I was going to, my, my plan was today, I was like, I didn't buy anything all week. I went online, I went to Flight Tell, I was going to get one of the hand, the grips for the So it is car. from Flight Tell? It is from Flight okay, Tell, good, yeah. Good. Didn't end up buying it, so I was like, okay, well, yeah, I didn't get anything this week. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, I'm sitting at Little League practice with Dempsey, and I'm on Facebook, and I just happened to scroll down, and bought one for each of us. Eric McCabe was selling Fluid Emac Truths. Yes! From DDO. Seriously? Seriously. He had I've a, never thrown an Emac Truth he, fluid. He had quite a few left. It was like first come, first serve. Uh-huh. I was like, the post was from like three hours ago. And I get online. There's like a Google Doc that I had to go into. So I ended up picking up two. That's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. And you said you got one for me? I got one for you and one for me. Yes. You're the man. Yeah. All right. And I, I knew... He was selling them at DDO. Like he had gone on, 
I think Instagram or Facebook and announced that he's going to be selling them kind of like last year with his yep. ice Emac truths. And I was like, Oh, those would be so cool to have. Yeah. So yeah, mine's probably just gonna be a collector. Okay. I will probably throw mine. Yeah. I don't know. Um, the one I missed out that I'm disappointed with was, um, well, I, I'm not disappointed with it. I'm disappointed. I missed out on it was the shoe judges. They had fluid judges. Oh. And I was like, Ugh, cause I've, I've thrown a fluid warranted okay. more Dan. Um, but, um, I think I would love to throw a judge. I, I'd probably bag a fluid judge because yeah. it'd be slightly more stable, have that gummy feel to yeah. it. But for those of you who don't know what fluid plastic is, I want to say 2016 because I remember I was running cable in our motel while we were building it. I was running communication cable, and I remember them talking about it going OOP, fluid. Yeah. And yeah. so it was like maybe 2016 or 2015. No, because we opened in 2016, mm. so it would have been 2015. And um, I remember listening to Disc Golf Answer Man and then them um, dropping that. Oh, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. Di- yeah. <laughs> it was one of their renditions okay. of Disc Golf Answer yeah. Man. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, I, uh, I remember them talking about it. And I was like, dang it, because I had those truths and I, I mm-hmm. love the fluid plastic. And I've, I had those uh, enforcers. What else do I have in fluid? I have that Warden, but... And there's a couple other ones that I have kind of stuck in the collector's box that I won't touch that okay. I've never done. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I've ever thrown anything fluid for cause just because, it, yeah, it wasn't available. Mm-hmm. So I was mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm going to jump at the chance to get this. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's it's more stable, but it has, I mean, it's it's like Flex. Yeah. Like, like the Flex from right. Discraft or mm-hmm. FLX, rather. So Yeah. And then, oh, I was just thinking about, the, well, lava plastic I was thinking about, too. Like, yeah, I, was like, I never been, had my hands never, on yeah. any of them. I know they come out randomly in spurts and at the same time they had, when did they come out with the Emac truth? I was like 14. Yeah. Something like that. I mean, I wasn't big on to DD until like, no, it had to like be. 17. I was going to say it had to be after that because I mean, they didn't start coming out with the OG line, which was the escape, the judge and the truth. Mm-hmm. That was 12. Trespass. And trespass. Yeah. yeah. That was 12. And by the way, what happened to that? Remember they did the Royal Sense or what? It was a Sense line. Yeah. That yeah, was yeah. supposed to be the originals, the four originals they were going to release. Uh, or the, yeah, like the Supreme or Supreme line. That's right. what it was. And remember we were talking about because Ricky got the. That's right. The Supreme <laughs> the, Slammer. The Supreme Slammer yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Like that was, that was big. That was going to come out before mm-hmm. it was supposed to come out this year. So yeah. I don't. They did a huge, like, I mean, a, pretty neat little like pre-roll for it and all that stuff i mean it was really neat i remember they did like it was like a crossword puzzle kind of thing i saw it on instagram and then you like fill in the letters and then like everybody's trying to figure out because they're they're dropping hints about the plastic or whatever and it never kind of came to fruition i'm assuming they're still going to run it but i'm sure once they spent you know what one point Two five million this year on Ricky. That <laughs> <laughs> they might push his stuff ahead so they can make that money back yeah, a little bit yeah. quicker. Um, so, but yeah, they're they're dropping some awesome stuff. Um, I you heard my gripe about Innova, so I'm kind of jumping behind all the other brands because Innova is just they're they're too big for their britches, and I I've had I have a hard time with how they're dropping for wholesalers how they're dropping. Um, you know, any of the Halo, I mean, what do they call it? Yeah, they call it Halo. No, what's their, yeah, Halo. <laughs> Halo. Yeah, all yeah. their Halo stuff and their team series and things like that. And how, <laughs> as a vendor of Innova for, 
you know, a little over a year um, for accessories and what about a half a year for discs? I can't get wholesale pricing for F2 on, on factory second. Yeah. They crazy. want me to wait another year of proof that we're ordering stuff. <laughs> and I'm just kind of like, man, it, it seems like a very poor business model. And I know they have three or four different entities that they work within mm -hmm. and Innova's parent as the parent doesn't control what factory second does or the F2 does. Oh, interesting. They're different entities because there's an East to West and then there's Innova itself. And so there's, it's, I didn't explain that probably the best it could have been, but anyways, <clears throat> they kind of make their own thing. So, um, it's unfortunate that I got that response because we just simply won't be carrying the team stuff. You know, I got the Sexton Firebirds because I know that I'll be able to sell them for a small profit. Um, but everything else, like any of the Barsbys or, you know, like the, the Jen Allen and I mean, they're fantastic looking discs, but I can't sell them. You know, yeah. I can't turn around, buy them for 19 and put them up for 25 when everybody else is buying them for 19. So mm. anyways, that's my gripe. I'm done. <laughs> so let's get into the preview for today. Right. A little happier note. Um, we'll get into some listener questions. I couldn't read what I wrote down for some reason. <laughs> and I typed it. It's not even written. <clears throat> Master's Cup, we'll go over that. OTV. We got USDGC, who hasn't qualified yet. Kind of notables. Um, we'll talk about moving on up. And then um, we'll talk about the Curse of Jordan and Dark County Flex one and how they relate. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully we'll have a random question. And then we'll get into shop updates. And then, um, yeah. And then we'll move on to recording the money episode. Yeah. All right. Sweet. <clears throat> so, listener questions. Let's get into that first. Okay. So we had, I just put a post out on Instagram saying, hey, you know, you can reach out to us here or, you know, at throwoutdoordisc.com. Mm -hmm. And so we got two questions. First one is from Ben Kurowski. And he asks, do you guys think the PDGA will ever have a basket standard for sanctioned events? Obviously, there are standards for majors and pro tour events, but what about any random B or C tier? Yep. Um, full disclosure, Ben actually runs an event for us down in Howard, down in Green Bay area. Um, first time, but it will be happening on June 4th. Um, but Ben, so we've kind of gone over this a little bit, <clears throat> but yes, I do think it will happen. Um, am I for it or against it? Only time will tell. I mean, I think a standardized basket as far as, and I think if I remember rightly, my exact statement was the band, the chains, and the tray. Right. That was from our Monday episode. Oh, that was okay. Yeah. So I think those three things should be standardized. Mm. As far as height, I don't care, you know, or where it sits or the ground it sits on, none of that. Just, just the tray, the chains, and the um, band. Um, and I think... I think it has to start at the pro level because it's just like anything. Basketball, football, baseball, whatever it is, whatever new thing they do, it trickles down. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's going to have to happen is that it's going to have to start somewhere at the pro tour, PDGA, majors, wherever it's going to be, whoever's going to make that change to say this is the standard. And I think it's just going to slowly trickle down. Do I think it's going to happen at every B and C tier or should happen in every B and C tier? Um, no, because of the amount of money that it would cost to change these baskets. Yeah. And um, Ben knows because Ben was the pioneer for getting brand new baskets at the Pinecrest Park. 
and he understands where that money comes from, the addition, the additional costs to the villages and how to get the villages to do it. So as far as municipally owned courses, probably not ever going to happen. Yeah, I think that's too hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, if there's a tour, like an established tour, pro tour, world tour, things like that, national tours, um, you know, we're just naming all these tours that used to be. Um, yeah, I, I think I can see it happening yeah. where they bring their own baskets, but mm-hmm. B's and C's, I don't think it's ever going to happen. Yeah, could you imagine going into a parks and rec department or having a meeting with them? Like, <laughs> hey, remember all those baskets we put in a couple years ago? <laughs> yeah. We need another couple grand to replace them and get yeah, new exactly, ones. Exactly. Yeah, I. I I would assume that would be a very hard discussion to have with a lot. And I think some municipalities municipalities will do it. You know, like Emporia, change it immediately, especially if it's their, well, if it's their basket, they don't need to change it. Right. I I think Emporia would step up. They would Mm -hmm. at least have a set of the baskets that meet the requirements. I would think so. Um, And I would assume their highest level basket would turn into that. Yeah. So... Right on. Did we go on about that longer? I think so. Okay. <laughs> okay. Next uh, listener question is from Brent Jacobs. And Brent asks, what was the disc that made you fall in love with disc golf? You go first. Okay. So uh, the easy answer for me would be the Valkyrie because that was the first disc I ever bought through. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that I fell in love with that disc and that disc made me fall in love with disc golf. The disc that I bought was actually a long time after that and it was actually a Biofusion Escape. It was like the mm-hmm. sweet green marbly one. And it was right about that time where I learned to throw better. I could like control my distance, control, you know, like get be more accurate. Mm-hmm. And throwing that disc the best I could really made me fell in love with it more than throwing that di- my the Valkyrie that, that I had bought earlier. Sure. Like, yeah. like things just started to like click for me when I was throwing that disc and it just made the game a lot more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, that's the disc for me. Okay. Um, there's two discs that stick out in my mind. Um, you and I started out with the same disc Valkyrie. Um, I liked it. Uh, you know, it was just one of the discs that I had. Um, had an AVR, had a rock. Um, the two that I can remember is that money stamped champ rhino. rhino. Yeah. And I had this kind of really ugly color. It was like this off yellowy brown champ orc. Um, it was when the orc first came out. And then, be- so between those two, those are the two, I think, as a tandem, were probably the two that made me kind of like, because those are the two that clicked with me the most. Because the rhino, you know, being slightly more stable, um, it kind of took a lot of my era, error out, not era, <laughs> error out. It took a lot of my error out of the game. Um, so upshots, things like that. I wasn't turning and burning stuff. And, um, and the orc was the first one that I ever got to flip and ride um in any course and it was the first disc i hit an ace with um and that was at tendic park and i don't remember what hole it was exactly i think it was 13 at the time it the hole exists but the pin location doesn't exist Mm -hmm. anymore um but it was like maybe maybe 220 
And it was as hard as I could throw this orc. <laughs> it hit this basket and just like absolutely murdered this basket. And it stayed in. And so it was one of the best moments of my life. And it was, I think it was like 2005 maybe. Okay. I think is when it was, maybe 2006. I can't remember exactly the year, but I was a professional staff member at the university at the time mm. when I hit my very first ace. And I just like, I loved it. And it, it was in a league called Aces or Die. So only, no, Deuces or Die. So only twos and aces counted. Oh, wow. And the ace pot kept climbing and climbing yeah. and climbing. And I ended up getting like, and at the time, this was big money. It was like 60 some dollars. It was awesome. So I was like, that's great. So, um, but yeah, so I'd say that really ugly champ orc, which I still have, and the same that gummy champ um, tie-dye money stamped rhino and that's one of those old pre-flight number ontario you know it's just a i think it's even pre-patent i want to say like it I, it's it's a really old it's one of the very first champions that came out like mm. real gummy like if i hit a tree with it right now it would shatter yeah those gummy <laughs> one of those you know <laughs> so um not quite as old as some of like terry miller has but yeah old enough it's okay. old enough for me so all right. Those are the ones that I, so hopefully that uh, answers your question, Brett. Yeah. So those were, yeah, those are the two questions we had. So Perfect. keep sending them in. We'll get them on the air and hopefully more people submit stuff. Yeah. I mean, it can be favorite candy. Yeah. Or, whatever. Anything. It doesn't matter as long as it's decent. We're not going to talk about <laughs> naughty stuff here. Okay. Master's Cup. Paul Macbeth outside of the top three. Again. Yeah. Washed up. <laughs> Some might say. <laughs> <laughs> so missed the cut and now seventh. Seventh. Yeah. Washed he tied up. A, the. Okay. Did you hear about was his name was Andrew Miranda? Is that right? Mm -hmm. He won the. He won the AM. He won the AM side. So he yep. got to come into the pros and he had a sweet eagle. Yeah. That throw in. Yes. Like that was a highlight shot for sure. That like, was. How cool is that? Way out of position. Yeah. And just. Drano. Yep. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And how cool is it to say you tied Paul Macbeth? Exactly. He yeah. came in seventh as well. When he took a bit, Paul Macbeth was a good sport with it. He took a picture and all that yeah. stuff. And, and by the way, we're joking about washed up with Paul Macbeth. Oh, far from it. Every, yeah. <laughs> every, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I want to talk about Paul Macbeth first about calling Hunter Thomas from Foundation. <gasps> out on Twitter. Former allies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're going to make a lot of speculation, but none of it's true. Um, so Paul Macbeth calls out <clears throat> Hunter Thomas because Hunter Thomas says that um, it shouldn't be on the tour. De La Viega should not oh, be yeah. on the tour. Mm. And Paul Macbeth says this is the only course that tests like line sh shot shaping angle control mm -hmm. and everything else is just on based on power and hitting lines um and hunter thomas immediately turned around and said hmm, yeah that's true <laughs> and that's it <laughs> that was a, so like no fight in that it, dog. none none he just you know and he actually addressed it on um, a couple of the podcasts yeah. like he was on, i he heard him talking it. today today when um debate night dropped out dropped mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's I think that's why I respect them so much is that they're willing to say the stuff that's on their mind, but they're also willing to listen to. I mean, 
the best in the game, one of the best in the game, top five in the game, mm-hmm. top ten in the game, how whatever you want to say. Um, but listen to people and hear them out because I would probably agree with the first notion that I think the tour has outgrown De La Viega. I think so too. But Paul is 100% right. It tests your line. It tests your mm-hmm. shot-shaping ability. And what it does is it kind of harkens back to the old-school um, old school way you had to play. Like not seeing baskets over 300 feet. Exactly. Like, you know, and and angle control on disc was important because we didn't have all this overstable stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, So for anybody that's new to the sport, like you know how you can pick a, a shape and there's a disc for it? Yeah. <laughs> it just wasn't the case. I mean, when we started playing... Maybe, I mean, because we were just on the front end of the Destroyer, you know, so I think that was really, like, groundbreaking overstable. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and before that, I mean, it was, what, the T-Rex came along shortly after that, and then, you know, you had the Orc, you had mm-hmm. the yeah, T-Bird. Like, a lot of people would, like, the fastest flying discs you were throwing were probably seven, eight, nine, maybe, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that was the fastest all of a sudden, yeah. Destroyer comes out and it's like, whoa. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they had the Orc and the Valk. Yeah. And those were high-speed drivers. And then the Destroyer comes out and it just blew everybody's mind. You know, and it's just... So to see those type of courses still used, which were in those days, it's awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's great to see because it tests those abilities of shot shaping um, and angle control, whereas and speed control, mm-hmm. whereas most of the places on tour now, it's throw it as hard as you can, throw it as hard as you can, and then putt. Yeah, <laughs> you know it is. So I will say though, like, oh, it's so hard though because yeah, you you think about yeah, like Paul said with the throw, like the shot shaping, like up here, like you know at Wildberry, that's kind of a lot. Like there are some holes that are. A mm-hmm. bit longer, but once you get in the woods and you know you have to navigate trees and everything, yeah, it gets tough. But it's so just so hard. Our, our longest hole is three fifty eight or something. Yeah, something uh, like yeah. that. But it's just so hard to see throws just or sorry pros just play like not the golf course, but like Dela itself, just a par three course mm-hmm. where it's just like throwing an upshot and putting. Right. I mean, some people did get you know into a little bit of trouble here and there, but. Mm-hmm. Pitch, it's almost like a pitch and putt course, yeah, really. Yeah, and, and you know it does test lines. I mean, yeah. I, they're tight, but it's like you said, it's it's really the bad breaks come from slightly offline throws mm-hmm. that fall down mountains. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, that's where the bad breaks come from. So, but Ellenson, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, I guess we kind of beat that bush last week. Yeah. Um, but or think, beat that horse. Yeah. yeah, horse. I think the, like what Hunter was bringing up too, because it's like you kind of make the same case with like playing on golf, like ball golf courses though, mm-hmm. you know, like keep seeing that same thing where it's just like, oh my God, we got to keep throwing hard. We got to keep throwing the furthest we can, you know? Yeah. But. Yeah. And I think, you know, having, having a mixture of courses is important. That's why I think De La Vega, De La is going to be on the tour for, some time now because there really isn't you know and they, you can talk about Milo MacGyver you can talk mm-hmm. about you know Maple Hill those ones I mean those are the tr- the ones that you know for a long time people thought they were too hard loved them but thought they were too hard and now they're becoming the I guess starship mm-hmm. of you know the front runners of courses and how they should be designed um, because I think it adds distance and difficulty 
So you have to have both in order to play these very well. And what Dela does is they use a golf course for the distance. Yeah. And then the short course for the technical but even, portion. Even of the it. golf course is a lot of par threes, and I think mm-hmm. two or three par fours sprinkled in yep. along, on the course. So. Yep. Yep. And then you go to OTB right after this, and it's like crazy long. You yeah. Know, like first five holes, there's what three of the first five holes are over five or 600 feet. Yeah. Something like, like that. It's I, crazy. I remember Not a lot crazy, of people but. throwing, or maybe I'm thinking of Portland. A lot of people were throwing rollers off hole one at, I think it was OTB. Because that's the one with the uh, elevated platform. It was. Yeah, it is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And now, but now they made that brush. They made some good changes to it this year. I don't know if you watched some of the practice rounds with I've, Ezra and Brody. No, and I haven't then. seen them yet. There were a couple, I don't remember who I heard it from, but they talked about the changes that they made. Um, and it sounds like they made some really good changes. Um, so we'll see, mm-hmm. you know, but I think they added a lot of OB line and stuff and that wasn't there last year. Well, there was some of it was there, but there's a lot now. Okay. Um, and then there's quite a few Mandos to force plays mm-hmm. where you used to be able to play kind of big burning or big torching hyzers around stuff or other way, but now they're actually making Mandos to force you to play courses and lines. So interesting. Yeah. I'm okay. excited to hear that. So, uh, back to masters. Cup. Yep. So Gannon Burr first place. We got Matteo and James Conrad tied to second, and then Clemenade, Chris Clemens, is yeah. fourth. So a lefty. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty nice. good. The the so like the they kept bouncing back and forth between the lead card and Matteo, and like early in the round they were showing Albert Tom a lot too because like they were all relatively close, and Albert Tom kind of fell off a little bit. Yeah, but they they kept bouncing back a lot between Gannon and um and Matteo because Matteo except for. I think maybe one hole early on he bogeyed and then the rest were like pretty much birdies and like a couple yeah. bars sprinkled in but like he was just like so close where like if gannon made an errant throw they could probably have gone to a playoff exactly and and good for gannon i mean pulling in the silver series which is fantastic so it kind of brings some legitimacy um i overheard an interview with him saying that now he just hopes he he doesn't pull to vegas where he's in contention mm-hmm. and then drops out yeah so people don't say it's a fluke you know, so what he's hoping is next week he can at OTB that he can kind of follow it up with a top ten is yeah. what his plan was. So he has all the skills to do it. Um, <coughs> Sorry, smokers golf. No, yeah, exactly. I, oh, that's I, I was going to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think he has all the skills to do it. I think he can. Um, I think there's just those little things that he needs to work on, and what those are only he knows. Um, but I think some of it seems to be. Mental, and that's such a hard thing to do. Yeah, like it was good to see him like be able to just hold off, mm-hmm. you know, with people kind of coming at him, mm-hmm. like James and Manio, and yeah, even um, yeah, Chris had some great shots. Yeah, and then uh, who else was on the card with him? Uh, Austin mm-hmm. had him, mm-hmm. and he played well, just not well enough, you know. Right. Well, and he traditionally plays pretty well on that swing. Mm-hmm. You know, he, those those courses favor him because I wanted to say he. He took, which was, was that Milo that he took over Paul? It was like 2019 was one of his last Maybe. wins. Maybe. Yeah, I don't so, remember the last time. I can't remember what it was. But, yeah, he plays pretty well on this swing. Yeah. Um, all right. And on the female side, we got Holcomb took it down. And at even, even par. Mm-hmm. And then we got Allen and Hansen, Ella Hansen, yeah. three over. And then Maria Oliva and Onskog ends at six over. So, um 
I didn't watch any of the female coverage, so I, I didn't get a lot to see. I know Ella Hansen. You know, she led pretty much the whole way mm-hmm. up until the final round, and she kind of fell apart. Like she, I saw a post saying, you know, she felt good about how she played, but she just like maybe mentally just wasn't as tough as she wanted to be. Right. And then yeah, Sarah played hot round. She and Katrina tied for the hot round at seven down. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy because like. Katrina had like a pretty good first round, shot terrible the second round. I think she had a 63 the second round. Oof. And then, <laughs> yeah. So, like, it's really weird because it happened here. It happened at, what was the other? Um, can't think of it. But, like, she shot the hot round, like the final round. Mm-hmm. And it's like, cat, get up. Like, you know, yeah. like, just hold she, it together. Yeah. Like, she just keeps having to, like, play these phenomenal rounds to like get back on the podium. It's like, uh-huh. just piece it together. Like she was playing so well earlier in the, and in Pierce the, was not in this. No, one. she wasn't here. Yeah, She'll okay. be back. She's coming back for this tournament. Okay. Oh, for OTB. Yeah. Okay. And I know a ton of people are just complaining about how miserable this stretch is right now, especially with the cost of everything in California. Yeah, California is crazy expensive right now. Well, like gas is over like $6 a gallon and, you know, the food and the lodging and everything, it's just it's just crazy inflated there right now. So um, unfortunate to see that and especially with some of these, um, you know, tournament winnings there, it's hard to make money. Hard to make money, I'm yeah. sure, right now on this little swing. So I think it's... I think that's why a lot of people are basically kind of bailing on it. And the fact that it's not, they're not tour stops. Mm-hmm. Um, and why not go to Mexico and throw your feet up and drink a Mai Tai? <laughs> <laughs> so, Ricky's, Ricky's going to be back for OTB. Dude, did you see his knee? No, Did you I see didn't the see post? It. He, it's, it was crazy huge. Like well, it was gross looking. Well, but I guess he just swelled up and that was it. And yeah. I thought I saw on Instagram that he said it was a Lime's flare. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I read that personally on Instagram that it was a Limes flare up, and then he said he'd be back, and and then I saw some uh, skins match where he was wearing like an aviator helmet with a yep it was <laughs> GoPro uh, so on yeah, top, and <laughs> it was uh, OTB skins. It was him, Drew Gibson, I think James Conrad. I forgot who the fourth was, but they were doing some kind of like Fortnite thing, and uh-huh. I didn't get a chance to watch it, but I might go home and watch it afterward and all yeah. on tonight and watch it because it looks pretty funny. Like, they had the Nerf guns and everything. Yes. I'm like, I hope to. Maybe they listened to the episode. Exactly. Like, oh, my God. Perfect. Perfect. They just couldn't do paintballs because they'd leave welts. So they yeah. had to use Nerf guns. Nerf guns, yeah. Good idea. You don't have to pay us for that. Just throw some tickets here and there. Yeah. Or a slammer. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Just saying. Ricky. All right. Uh, OTB, I'm excited to see it. I already said they made some changes. Um, uh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Brody Smith, 25th. Getting close to that top 10. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Wait, that's mm-hmm. what is, that's his ranking right now? No, that's what he finished at Masters. Oh, okay. That's what he finished so at Masters. He finished at 10 oh. under 25th. So, just saying. Well, I mean, he really dropped off from DDO then. I mean. Well, he yeah, he did. Okay. He did. But <clears throat> better than kidding. 49th. <coughs> yeah. He's, he's climbing charts, man. He's climbing charts. <laughs> it was funny. We didn't do picks last week. Like, we forgot. I was going to be like, what, I could put Brody in the top three. <laughs> I should have. I, I wouldn't have picked any of these guys. Well, maybe I might have picked Matty O. Mm. But I don't think I, well, I would have picked Burr too. I probably would have picked James as well. So I would have been perfect. So just okay. so you know. All right. <laughs> All right. So OTB, I, I don't know much about it. I know it's in Stockton. I know it's ran by OTB. It's sponsored by MVP. Yeah. Um, and outside of that, I l- really, really enjoyed watching the coverage last year. That was the incident of the Coyote P. 
Yes. On the disc. Yes. That was that OTB. That was. That's um, right. So I'm hoping that that magic happens again. <laughs> so for those of you who know what I'm talking about, Nate Sexton threw an X-Cal it, forehand, checked up, flipped over, and as they were walking up to the disc, a coyote, no, a fox. What yeah. was it? It was a fox, fox. that ran across the fox, yeah. um, fairway, stopped, <laughs> peed inside his upside-down disc, and kept running. It was incredible. Yeah. One of the most, and they caught it on camera. Like, one of the most yeah, incredible things it, in the world. So. Oh, I got to ask a question. For, so, better practice round incident, the fox peeing or the disc getting run over at DDO? Do you remember that? Yes, I do. When, I forgot. It was big. <laughs> was it Yuli or Big Germ's no, disc? No, that, that was uh, Germ. That was when he kept <laughs> hucking it out of balance because he wanted to skip it off the speed bump or something like okay, that. Yeah, Wasn't it that one? Yeah. No. He, like, he like absolutely yanked it over into the highway twice. Well, it was, the, it, it was, it was that one. Yeah, it was. It Is that was, the one you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, it was for DDO. But like, he landed in the fairway, and the guy was out like cutting fairway. Like, there's a oh, park that was guy. Sexton's. Oh, it was Sexton's. <laughs> that it was, was him Sexton's. too. Okay, yeah, yeah. And he's just like, "What the heck, man!" Yeah. Like, <laughs> and they kept, he kept like trying to chase him down. Well, yeah. he wasn't trying. He was he just mowing. But yeah, yeah. That was that was pretty good. But that was also the one where he was like shankopotamus, and twice he went into the middle of the highway and then yeah um yeah who was it that someone jomez someone uh, jumped over and got the disc for him off the highway who's the main guy at jomez jonathan 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 went out and yeah, did it so. like ran into the highway and grabbed it yeah. it was like in the median of the highway like a what that's a three-lane highway right there or two-lane highway there two way oh yeah so two each way, yeah, yeah two way two lanes each way yeah, so. that's pretty good um yeah so i'm excited to watch it and i think that's about it do we want to make picks Sure. Okay, let's see. Let's do it because we forgot to last week. Yeah. Let's go and say, oh, I got to pull it up on my phone. So um, I'll let you have the first one. OTB. Disc OTB open. There is OTBopen.com, just so you guys know. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Um, cool. Event info. Let's see. We'll go to the event page. And all right. So. Do you want to go first? Oh, yeah. Start by rating real quick. Mm-hmm. All righty. <clears throat> Let me think. Go by rating. He's going to just go to the top three. No, I'm not. <laughs> hey, Paul McBeth is the highest rated player in the world right now? Again? Mm, I mean, possibly. I don't know. 1052 or is I mean, Eagle Eagles, still up there? Eagle might still be up there. Okay. Eagle, yeah. I'm not really sure. I haven't looked great lately. But okay, first I am going to take my guy Calvin Hamburg. Hamburg is one, okay. Yep. Two. Just going off last year, I'm gonna take James Conrad. How many are we doing? Top three? Yeah. Okay. And number three, I think I'm gonna go with Paul. P. McBeth. Paul McBeth, yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with one, Mr. Richard Wasicki. Not worried about the knee? No. No? Okay. I am going to put Calvin Heimberg. I don't know why I'm saying their names weird. (laughs) Heimberg. And then do a little Gannon Burr. Ooh. Yeah, that's a good pick. And I would like to, you to notice that I did not put PMB up there. 
I don't know why. I just just wasn't feeling it. Mm. He's going to win this year, this week though. So that's why I'm doing it. I'm okay, doing it. I'm doing it for him. He, Paul. You're, he's also on your team for yeah. draft league. He is, yeah, <laughs> and he'll stay there. But yeah, right. I'm uh, doing it for you, Paul. If you win, do it, do it. you can send a public thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So FPO, let's see who we got. Who you got? Oh, I get to go first, don't I? Yeah. I am going to go with. Uh, let me, let me, let me, let me. I'm going to go with, um, oh, man, that's going to be a hard one. Uh, I'm going to do Mondahano, number one. Which one? Uh, <laughs> Valerie. We'll do Valerie, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I will do Alan, Katrina, or Cat. Cat Allen. By the way, uh, the Earhart and the guy from the – PDGA radio. Charlie? No, it wasn't Charlie. Oh, it wasn't. It was uh, the guy that currently does PDGA radio with Jen Allen. Um, I saw him at the end. He was interviewing Gannon Burr. I forgot who it was. Mm, that's an, no, that's even another guy. Yeah, it's another guy. Get out. But these, those two guys, I thought they were fantastic. I, like, I thought they were really good. Yeah. So that guy is actually, a, he used to be a radio VJ. Um, hmm. Or not a VJ. DJ. Okay. Radio DJ. Why say VJ? I was like MTV, MTV, yeah. <laughs> um, and I thought they did a really good job. Like I, I, I thought it was really, really good. I think they're starting to find and Earhart, awesome. Yeah, Always. I thought you was, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, so Katrina, and then um, uh, let's see. I'm gonna go with merch. Oh, I know I'm not picking Pierce. That's probably a mistake, but mm. Mm. All right. not picking pay. Ain't gonna do it. All right, <clears throat> I'm gonna pick her number one. <laughs> Pierce, <laughs> yeah, Paige Pierce, right. number one. <laughs> Two, going with Katrina. Cat, <laughs> okay. If you pick Haley King, you're nope, suspended from I am the show. Not going to pick Haley King. I don't. Well, I picked her once this year already, I think. Right. Yeah, I think you did. Yep. And let's see. I got to see who's in there. I was looking before, but oh, what the heck? Oh, I accidentally, I accidentally clicked on the amateur. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wait. I was like, I don't even who know is this girls. person? Yeah. Uh, I am going to go with... Do, 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 do. I'm going to pick Maria Oliva. Oh, Oliva. All right. So, well, we got JP for men. You got Heimborg, Conrad, and P. McBee. And then for the female, you have Pierce, Katrina, and Oliva. And then I have Richard Wysocki, Calvin Heimberg, Gannon Burr. And then I have Valerie Mandahano, Katrina Allen, and then Kat Merch. And I can't wait till Cat Merch gets back on um, camera because yeah. she's always electric. It's so fun. So Jordan was telling me about this incident with this like crazy flick roller thing that she did. Okay. And I had to go track it down. It is one of the funniest moments I've ever seen. She was on live. And so Cat Merch throws this like she's super out of position and she throws this crazy sky. 
Oh, I think I know the hand I know roller. The, I know. The, I think I know the shot. And you're she's like about. laughing and like, "Oh my goodness, I can't believe I did it!" And as soon as she notices that the camera's on her, she goes, "Yeah, that's right." <laughs> she like gets stone faced and walks up like, "Yeah, that's right." And I was like, "That is awesome!" Like just yeah, one of the funniest things the, in the world. There's so. another clip that I saw of her. She was like just like maybe getting into the woods a little bit. Like she's trying to like punch a shot through or something. She's like. Yeah, that was like one of, the, one of the best shots I've ever thrown or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. She's just, and there's nothing serious about her. Yeah. And then um, the frog in the puddle, where she was like chatting with the frog in the puddle. <laughs> just, just awesome. Oh. Like, I'm a huge cat merch fan now. She has, there's this really awesome Instagram post. It was from a while ago. I think it might have been last year. She's on top of a parking garage. Mm-hmm. There's a basket on top of another parking garage. Like, I don't know how far away it was. Just, th- I, I don't even know what she threw, but just like laced it and just, you know, finds the basket on the other side. Yeah, I couldn't nice. believe it. It was, it was awesome to see. And she's, and how do you get clearance or who do you know or how? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That'd be fun to do. All right. So let's talk about the USDGC. Who has not qualified that are of notable? Mm-hmm. So I'll take the first three. You take the second three. Okay. All right. Adam Hammes has not qualified yet. Now, Adam Hammes has been killing it this year. He's been doing very, very well for Hammes. Has he? Yeah, like he I, has. Uh, he's, he's been up there. He's been in contention for quite a few. Didn't he win a Silver Series already this year as well? Well, I guess he started off hot. Maybe that's what I was talking about. I don't about. know. I don't he did not start off that hot. Arizona didn't he win did he win Well, I uh, mean he he won he won the uh Shelly Sharp and then I see now. Yeah, I, I don't think he started that hot. Oh, I thought he Okay. Well then I, I take it back, all right? It's okay. It's okay. Not that I mean just I just don't remember him. Lay off me. Um Anyway, so Adam he Hammes, won, oh, who yeah, is Yeah, he a, won Maricopa. Yeah, see, I told you he won some stuff okay. in the beginning. I mean, he's got a lot of 77th, 13th, 50th. Well, so does Paul Macbeth. <laughs> I know, but <laughs> <laughs> for Adam Hammes, I, I figured he would be a little higher. Yeah. So, Second at Music City. So, I mean. Yeah, he's right. been up there. I mean, and he hasn't. Well, he's played a couple. Well, anyways. So, anyways, Adam Hammes, who usually and who I would assume would have a bid, um, isn't qualified yet. Yeah. Brody Smith, um, I guess I, I'm not surprised, but he'll get there. I was surprised he didn't get a, didn't get a spot because of second place at DDO. Like wasn't that qualifier. was a qualifier. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, which is goofy. Yeah. And that's the whole thing where we were talking about. You just shouldn't own events anymore. Mm-hmm. Manufacturers should not own events anymore. Yeah. And these are the type of the reasons. Like, why would Brody Smith not get a bid for second place at DDO, one of the hardest, you know, tournaments we've seen so far yet mm-hmm. to date? And, you know, the top 10 don't get a qualifier or top five don't get a qualifier. Yeah. Like, seriously? That's ridiculous. Because it's DDO, because it's the dynamic discs. Yeah. You know? Okay. Mm. Uh, and Mason Ford. So Mason Ford doesn't surprise me. And I don't know if I would necessarily call him notable, other than he just made the switch to DD. Yeah. Um, so just kind of notable in that he's regard. He's pretty solid. Yeah, he's he's but. like, I wanted to say who. He's that average dude, like right, like he doesn't stand out enough to like be like eye popping, but he doesn't. He's not like 
terrible where you're like, damn, that dude sucks. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I mean, he would tear me up in every oh, single yeah, round absolutely. ever in every way. But just saying, like, it's nobody that I'm like, oh, really? He didn't make it? Like, I wouldn't be surprised, mm-hmm. you know. But I wouldn't be surprised if he's in either. So Sure. All right. Let's wait to stand on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Then we got Kayla Visca. Yeah. Dr. Smooth. Andrew Marweed. Mm-hmm. And Chris Clemens. Where in the world is Andrew Marweed, San Diego? Yeah. I don't know. Like, where did he go? What happened? Andrew Marweed was kind of always in the mix, and you always kind of heard about him. There was always rumblings, mm-hmm. you know. And when I say in the mix, top 50, you know, he was always in that realm. And maybe I could be wrong. Maybe I'm just imagining things, but I don't feel like he's even been in conversations. Not much. This year. No. So, yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, Clemenade, obviously, we just talked about him. He was third or fourth, mm-hmm. rather. And then Dr. Smooth, Kale LaVisca, like, he hasn't really been present either. That's what year. I was thinking about as well. It's like I haven't seen or heard his name apart from him losing his streak. Mm-hmm. Like that was mm-hmm. the big thing. And then yeah. I don't know where he's well, been. And I want to say he, there was something local that he won or a smaller event that he yeah. won just recently. But outside I didn't of kind that, of remember that. I haven't see, really seen him much on the tour. Yeah. I mean, he's he's becoming he's becoming Sexton. Mm-hmm. You know, like really, like he's he's a player. He's good. But yeah. Yeah, he's not really making any big moves, but I mean, we'll see. You know, it's hard to get into these USDGC qualifying positions when the field is so stacked, and you have mm-hmm. the same people taking up like the top two, you know, top three positions every week. That sometimes yeah. those fringe players just aren't going to make it into those qualifying positions. And, you know, you're qualified if you're past uh, USWDGC champion or mm-hmm. world champion, uh, finish top 10 in the uh, standings. Yep. So, you know, yeah. some of these guys just aren't there. And they have, so the 22-2, so qualifiers are Vegas, Texas State's Thrown on the Mountain PDA Championship Cup. Uh, that's um, right. I remember a lot of people going to throw down the mountain because it was a, and they skipped. There's some other tournament that notable tournament that they skipped. Yeah, I get. Was it Waco? No, was it Waco? No, I think it was no. right after. Yeah, it was right after that. Yeah, because um, so, it was right. Be- it was right before the uh, Champions Cup. Right. Yeah. And then uh, Jonesboro, and then the 303, and that's why a lot of people went to the 303. Ah, okay. Um, yeah, so OTB Kyle is from, one. Yep. So this is one to watch, and this is kind of the reason I brought it up. Is OTB is a qual the next qualifier, mm-hmm. and so these folks here, every single one of them are in the field. So let's see. Well, um, this is also the last chance to qualify for match play. Oh, is it? Okay. Yes. Yep, this yep, is yep. the last event before um, match play oh, qualifying. Right. Yep. So, and then the Preserve Portland uh, Baltic Disc Golf Championship. Oh, that's Random. in Estonia. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, Idlewild. Uh, PCS Sula, European Open, mm-hmm. Foxwood, BC Open, which is in British Columbia, Langley. Is, is that okay? So last year, I think Eric Oakley went to that tournament and ended up winning. I think or, they called it something. the Canadian Championships last year, or the Canadian World, or mm, something like okay. that. Or Canadian. I just remember that he played a tournament in Canada that yep. he ended up qualifying in. Yep. Interesting. Okay. And then Discraft Ledgestone Insurance Open, mm-hmm. Des Moines Challenge. Uh, and then World Championships, Butler County Disc Golf Classic. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
and then Green Mountain Championships. So um, this is just wild to me that all those events, but yet DDO isn't. Yeah, exactly. That's just so wild to me. And I I wonder whether, and there's a huge list of how the events get qualified, Mm -hmm. and it's only four spots in each event. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not a ton. So it's the top four people that have not qualified. So like if P. McBee wins and then, you know, Chris Clemens and um, actually I don't think uh, Dickerson is USDC, USDGC qualified yet. Really? Eh, maybe not. Well, anyways, let's say you have all these folks, okay. like the top five. Yeah. So it's the next four that would get it. The next mm. four that aren't qualified. So it's it's the unqualified. So it's not spots. It's oh, is that really the how next it goes? available? Yeah. So if huh. let's say the top ten are all qualified, it'd be one through fourteen that would get it. I mean, eleven through fourteen that would get it. Eleven through fifteen. Okay. Fourteen, fifteen. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah. So those are your USDG. So ones to watch for the OTB. Just keep an eye on them and. Hopefully some of them get in. So, like I said, top four open spots would go to some of these folks if they finish up that high. I mean, I could see Adam or Mason getting one of those spots because I feel like they've been playing, like, top 20 golf. Yeah, why Brody? just get Brody? We just came in 25th. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's... I mean, <laughs> You'd have to have the top 24 people qualified ahead of you. Quit hating. Quit hating. I'm spitting facts. <laughs> no, you're just a hater. <laughs> I'm not Mr. Skeptic. So, all right, moving on up. Let's talk about this. When do you think it's appropriate to move up in a division? So as an AM player, let's say you're a MA3 player. Mm-hmm. When is it appropriate for you to move up? I would say when your rating tells you it's okay. You think or, it's just rating? Well, no, but I mean, if say you have a, some buddies that you play with that you can hang with, even though mm-hmm. you're like lower, I would say play with them because you're just going to learn from people that are, that are playing in other divisions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know there's people that always want to get that first win too, you know, like yeah. that kind of cements them. They're like, okay, I've won at this level. I can finally kind of, move up yeah yeah well we have i think that's the philosophy of a gentleman that is here in dordisk right that he wants to win before he moves up Mm -hmm. i think that's fine as long as his rating doesn't and i think he's getting to a point where the division no he's he's ma1 now right um i think he competed in intermediate at the last tournament he was in but he's getting close where i feel like he he could because i think move up I think he's a 26 and I think 35 30, is a cutoff. I think so. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that one winner rating. See, and for me, I'm more along the lines of get yourself as high as you want to play. I, it doesn't matter. I mean, aside from MPO, like mm-hmm. let's stay away from the pro division, but play in MA1. You know, you're only going to learn. So, my humble opinion is play where you feel comfortable. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. And if there is a time to move up, I think that time is going to be when you want to, um, as long as your rating doesn't dictate that you do. Mm-hmm. And I think those ratings caps are pretty nice. So we actually had someone in the Pinecrest that awesome for him. Like he had a, like a 10 or 11 point bump. He was in MA3 and we had to contact him and say, Hey, you know, congratulations. You're doing awesome. But unfortunately we're going to have to push you up a, right, yeah. you know, division. 
and uh, outcome yet is unknown, but you know, we, we can't like, that's where we're, we have to, we have to make an exception. If that's the case, the TD can make the exception, but you know, for us, we'll just push them up into that next division yeah, and make them play in that regard. Now it's a flex start. There's a lot of those things. So if he's like, man, I really just wanted to play with my buddies. Like you can still play with your buddies. Yeah. No problem. You're just right. going to play in a different division, you know? So, um, and that's awesome for that, for it to happen that way. But if you're the bagger that we talked about <laughs> in our random words, like that kind of protects that a little bit, those ratings things. So, um, for people that say ratings don't matter, Here's your reasons why they do. I heard a wild thing the other day. I forgot what I was listening to that just ratings should be like thrown out of the window and you just group MA1 through MA3. Everybody plays and you just fall where you may. And it's like. So am is am. Am is am. Doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, like you may not be getting wins, you may not be getting, but you place, you know, whatever you place out of like all the ams. Yeah. I guess I don't, I don't. Or you, you know, you award like you can't place cash for however many, you know, because like cash right now for some tournaments is like, oh, top 40% or whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah, cool. You get funny money. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I don't, that, I don't know. I don't mind the idea that yeah. am is am. Right. Um, I don't like, I like the age protected. So young juniors. Yeah. And as far as older people, like huh. for me playing MP40, do I really need to be? No, I could still be pushing ME one. It'd be fine. Mm-hmm. And it'd still be competitive, you yeah. know? Um, but like the MP 50, 60, maybe even probably like 60 or 55, like, okay, I can see, let's go ahead and make those divisions and the junior divisions. But like that, that 20 to, or 18 to 50 mm-hmm. probably could all be one as well. Yeah. But I like, I think there's too many divisions. I don't know if there should be just one division. You know, I think there could probably be like an I feel intermediate, like, an am, and then a right, like or beginner I, am and then pro. I feel like novice should just get knocked into rack. Right. Like, what's the you know? Every, there's people who just start playing that are play rack anyway. Like, mm-hmm. and I forgot what the cutoff is for ratings for moving up from novice to is it like eight something? I want to say. Mid eight eighty no not eight fifty could it be eight fifty I think it it's somewhere eight thirty five something like that like yeah that. I yeah. just think that there's no point in having novice you should just be playing playing rock yeah that's and see when when you brought that up that's where my mind went is simplifying it and being like a beginner amateur and then pro mm-hmm. and those are your three divisions like yeah. you got beginner amateur and pro and that's it. And then, you know, when we talk about, like, female or age-protected, sure, we can go those directions. But um, outside of that, yeah, I think pro-am. Because then, you know, you have the beginner, which are all the people that just started playing. They're learning the ropes. These are the areas to kind of make the the mistakes and, you know, learn the ropes and how to, you know, properly play Mm -hmm. and, you know, get some of the bad habits out. And then the ams are the ones that are just above that, you know, that want to either play – more serious, more competitive. They have the skills, but they're just not ready to bump up to pro. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they haven't qualified for pro. Right. You know, maybe there's that qualifying factor that you talk about. And then there's a pros. You know, and then there's a tour carrying, card carrying pros. And then you have the Cactus League, which is underneath it, which is the relegation <laughs> league. 
these are the people that you're going to pull from yeah. when, when the pros are relegated. I think, yeah, having the beginner, you know, because we always talk about people just maybe just getting into tournaments, you know, and then they're playing their first tournament and they, you know, somebody wins by a lot or something. They're like, oh, you're a bagger. Blah, blah, blah. Exactly. If you just, if it's your first tournament, play beginner and then like, you're like, okay, well, I haven't placed well enough to, you know, actually be in like the am category or mm-hmm. fall where you may, you know. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So I don't think there's any right or wrong reason, um, but, you know, it's when you are and when your rating dictates. Mm-hmm. I think when you're ready and when your rating dictates, like, I don't think there's any right or wrong way. Now, I will give any of my buddies crud for not playing anything higher, you know, anything. Um, if I believe that they should be in a higher division by how they play with us, I'm going to give them crap about it. Like, ah, oh, bagger, you know. I mean, that's, but that's what we do. Like, why would I let anybody get away with anything? Right. <laughs> Even if it's completely proper, I'm still going to make fun of them. All right. The Curse of Jordan. Does this have to do with the flex tier? Yes. Okay. It has yeah. more, yes. So You've kind of explained it to me before, but it's, it's yes. pretty good. We have, we had our Door County Flex um, this weekend, our first one. So we didn't have a huge number of people. I think it was 30 people showed up, but it was awesome. We had a great time. Um, everybody seemed to like it. And everything went smoothly, except for the fact that Jordan beat me in another tournament. It was just him and I in MP40. <laughs> and there is something about... When him and I are in contention for the win, he always wins. If we're in the same tournament, playing in the same division, and we're not in contention for the win, I'm always higher than him. And not always. Now, let's say the majority of the time so far in our disc golfing career, I've almost always finished higher than him. Mm -hmm. Unless a win is in contention, except for one tournament. And my only win. He has taken... (laughs) Not taken. I have allowed him through my play three tournaments that where it was either him or I or him, me, and maybe three other people where him and I are one and two. I always come in second. Huh. Always come in second to him. <laughs> and I don't know what it is. You know, on, on any given day, I would probably say I have the edge on him just slightly. Um, even less so now than you know, a couple of years ago, cause he's getting just that much better, mm. but man, I, I don't understand it. He's that guy for me for some reason. Like if it's him and I, like I was going into the turn. I think I was at one point like three down or four down double bogey to hole. And then it finished even, you know, <laughs> and it's a course we play all the time. Yeah. Finish even. I, I just, I don't understand it, but so the curse of Jordan, <sighs> but the flex went awesome. I was super happy about it. Um, and I got second out of two. You should have played MPO. You could have won. <laughs> I should have. I should have. Just taking all that cash for myself. You know? So, yeah. So Jordan won $46 over me. <sighs> Too bad. Um, all right. So, unfortunately, we just don't have a random question unless you have one for us. <coughs> Excuse me. God. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I don't have anything right now. Do you have Corona? I hope not. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> Not kind of yeah. yeah. So I went into this uh, meeting today. Um, the town of Gibraltar is setting up a TID district or TIF district. Yeah. It's mental fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm the member at large. I was elected as the member at large. 
And right before I came in, I was like scarfing a Snickers bar because I was like, I was like in a hurry. I yeah. mean, I was just like jumping around from thing to thing. And then I'm like, oh, crud, it's almost four o'clock. So I just grab a Snicker bar and a Pepsi and I go running out the door or Diet Pepsi and I go running out the door and I'm like shamming, jamming this uh, Snicker bar in my mouth. And I come walking into the the town hall and like all of a sudden like a peanut gets stuck. And I'm like, <laughs> like eyes watering. And I'm like coughing and I can't get my throat clear. And the only thing I can think of is like, everybody thinks I have Corona. Yeah. You know, and I had to like wait until I was done coffee. I was like, who's a snicker. <laughs> <laughs> Never met any of these people. They're like, cause there's one from the college, one from the school board and well, I've met them before, but, and one from the County. So these are all like kind of like the leaders of their department or area. Mm. And then there's like this guy coming in with a Diet Pepsi and a snicker and a pair of shorts and a <laughs> I'm just like, all right, yeah, no, I'm here, guys. I'm hoping it's just like allergies because last night I was like super stuffy and I took a took um like a sinus claritin. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. It wasn't clear. It was like off brand or whatever, but oh, okay. um yeah, like just super stuffy, and like I think a lot of stuff drained in my throat, which caused it to get irritated. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no one wants to hear about that, so I'll shut up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. All right. So shop updates. We are going to have the full line of Lone Star. So ordered them, paid for them. They're awesome. on our way. Um, we had penny putts for the flex start. I, mean, I think we had fifteen of them. We were down to one by the time the um, or two by the time the flex was over. Um, people really seem to like them. Um, they're really great plastic. They have a Vector 1 and a Vector 2 plastic, which is a soft and a hard yeah. kind of base plastic. And then they have uh, three other lines of plastic, which one is a glow, one mm-hmm. is more of a firm premium plastic, and the other one's kind of a, I guess you would call it like a fusion or a star-style plastic, kind of more rigid, um, not translucent or not, yeah. So and yeah. then they have a champ and a glow, and their glow seems to be fantastic. So I bought basically two or three of each cool. in each line. Mm-hmm. So I have about 100, 115 discs coming from Lone Star. Um, and uh, so we'll have those. And then we got a new rack in. So if you've been on Instagram, on our Instagram, you see the rack. You know, we've been doing some reels with it, and I have some more coming out. But um, Caden Stalky, one of the owners, um, actually built this rack from Expanded Metal and Angle Iron and it looks super industrial and awesome, but it also kind of has a Mad Max feel to it. <laughs> so we're able to put uh, grid wall racks to hold hold discs, and it actually increases our capacity. Capacity, excuse me, a retail capacity of actually what people can see by about nine hundred discs. Wow! Yeah, that so many. That many. Holy so cow! It's fantastic. So I got the racks for the new rack. Yeah, <laughs> coming in. So that's really, I think, all that I have uh, that we're pushing into the shop. Um, PDs should be going up on the 24th. And then DD3s, we're actually hopefully getting on the order tomorrow. Yeah. So it's in my watch and it's on my phone. So alarms will go off and I'll order some. And then outside of that, uh, I don't think there's anything else. That's new. cool. I'm excited for the for the Lone Star Index. I was just on their site the other day just looking up mm-hmm. the discs because I knew you guys had sold all those penny putters. Yep. And I think they have a couple of new discs that came out. Or they're... Yeah. Very, very recently. They yeah. They had a cue. like the Flow or... I can't remember yeah. the names One of the discs. Like but Guadalupe? Yeah, Guadalupe. yeah. 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 Yeah, they're so. all very Texas-themed yes. discs. Like the Jackalope, the Arrow, mm-hmm. the... You know, there's all... The Penny Putt, which is probably one of my favorite-looking putters. It has like... It looks like a penny. Yeah. 
so the glow penny putt. I don't know if you've seen the stamp for the glow penny putt. I don't it's know if I have. Abe Lincoln with a a monocle uh, <laughs> infrared monocle on. Oh really? It's awesome. That's it's cool. Really cool looking. That's really cool. So like a night vision goggle. So um, yeah. So that's that. So I think outside of that, JP, where can they find you? Well, don't. you can find the podcast at night underscore owls underscore pod, mm-hmm. and don't forget we have the. Uh, Giveaway going on for the Discmania Mystery Black Box, which yep. have the Rainmakers in them, along with a couple other cool discs. Mm-hmm. And then I... Oh, am- wait, and JP said he'd give you one month free of his OnlyFans also. <laughs> so just, just, just so you know. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I don't know if I can afford to give one month free away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and uh, I my personal is a uh, one night dot owl. You know the funny part about that is is someone came up to me and was like, "Does he really have an OnlyFans? <laughs> is this at the flex tier? At or the flex tier? It was one of the best things in the world, and I didn't answer him. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm leaving it. You should just be like, you can go find him. Yeah, yeah. I was like, like, yeah. I go, I don't know. What do you think? And that's where I left it. So. <laughs> So I'm super excited about this. It's going pretty I'm good. I'm surprised for me. no one's actually like actually asked me about asked for it. Oh yeah. Thank well, God. Well, have you seen our female subscriber rate or Probably listen like, rate is super small. Yeah. So yeah. So the hetero females aren't asking. The few that we have. So <laughs> all right. And then it's probably uh, just Juliana. <laughs> Sorry, Juliana. <laughs> All right. We have uh, uh, <laughs> door underscore disc underscore golf at Instagram. And we have all of our um, socials in this in the link tree and then doordisc.com. And if you want to send any questions, you can hit any of those links up or throw at doordisc.com. And then outside of that, uh, you got anything else? All right. We'll keep it subpar. In peace.